Hello, this is Sandra Hindman, founder and president of Les Enlumineurs. We specialize in manuscripts, miniatures, historic jewelry, and other small-scale works of art from the Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Welcome, and please enjoy today's podcast. Let's talk today about iconographic rings. There are so many different types of rings from the Middle Ages and Renaissance. There are gemstone rings with diamonds, sapphires, even toadstones for their magical properties. There are merchant rings, which substitute as coat of arms, really, for merchants who did not have heraldry of their own. There are many, many different types. Posy rings is one which have little inscriptions or poetry, poesie, on the interior. But iconographic rings are perhaps my favorite, or one of my favorites. I'm, it's kind of like a mother with your children. You're not supposed to say you have a favorite. Where does the term come from, first of all? Well, it certainly doesn't come from the Middle Ages. The term iconographic ring describes a type of ring, usually from the 15th century, late 14th to very early 16th, that has a picture, an icon on it. There are rings with the Virgin and Child on it, with various saints, Catherine, Barbara, Christopher, George, even Thomas Beckett. Some rings have Christian scenes, such as the Trinity, the Crucifixion, even the Annunciation occurs on many iconographic rings. The term appears to originate in the 19th century when an English antiquary and collector named Edward Waterton described the rings in a catalog of an exhibit in the middle of the 19th century as rings with images on them or iconographic. So really we're talking about gold bands that have a bezel, that is the front part of it, on which there is a picture. They could be flat, kind of like a surface of a painting where the picture is engraved. They could be ridged or they could have pictures around the entire band. Recently, I have written an article on them, which is still in press, but we constructed a database of them. And there are 250 iconographic rings that we know of now that are extant. This seems like a lot, but actually, given probably how many they were, it is a very small number. Most are in museum collections. Many, though, are still in private hands. And many of you may know about the portable antiquities scheme in the UK, whereby any find that is buried is brought to the attention of the state. And the local museum or national museum has the opportunity to purchase it. The finder gets part of the fee of purchase. 
There are iconographic rings that come up every now and then in the portable antiquities scheme. So our database of 250 will probably grow. What else do we know about them? They occur in a number of wills from people of the 15th century. Men and women wore them. They do not seem to be exclusively rings for one gender or another, nor do they appear to be related to one class or another. Knights and noble families own them, merchants own them, parish priests as well, and they were often passed down, sometimes to the wife of a merchant, sometimes to a family member, much as medieval manuscripts, especially books of ours, were passed down from generation to generation, mother to child, father to associate, etc., etc. One feature that is quite extraordinary is that all medieval iconographic rings appear to be English. I do not know of a single example that is from a find site in another country. And this is quite unique. Merchants' rings occur in Germany, in France, in the UK, in England. So too do all sorts of gemstone rings. Posy rings seem to be more or less exclusively English, though there are some posy rings in Italian and Latin and French, and they may have been made in France, for example, as well. About a third of all iconographic rings are inscribed. That is, they have writing, usually in what we call black letter, which is a kind of Gothic script, angular Gothic script, inscribed on the inside of the band. The inscriptions say things like, Bonan or Bonane or Happy New Year, recalling the tradition of giving gifts at a tren, which was New Year's Day, which was the typical gift giving ceremony for medieval men and women. Others say things like Bon Cur. Of course, this might be a love token from lover friend to his lover, or it could also refer to the heart of Christ. So it may have dual meaning. So too are other common inscriptions like joie sans fin or joy without end. Well, this could be a motto for life as indeed joy without end is a motto of several English 15th century families. But of course, it also refers to the end of time, a wish for salvation in paradise rather than the other place. Nul CBN is another inscription. It sort of means, you know, you're the best or no one better than you. So, The inscriptions relate to motive of giving or receiving the ring, but also to religious sentiments at the time. Let's talk a little more about the pictures. The pictures are astonishingly close to pictures in books of ours. 
A book of hours, as most of you probably know, is a book of prayers for the hours of the day. That is the eight hours of the monastic day. And the individual hours are usually introduced by a picture, often of a religious event, starting with the hours of the Virgin, which is introduced by the Annunciation, as occurs also on iconographic rings. In medieval books of hours, there are also suffrages or prayers to the saints, to Saints Catherine, Barbara, Christopher, George, even Thomas Beckett, all subjects of iconographic rings too. In fact, if we compare the imagery in English books of hours of the 15th century to that in iconographic rings, they are surprisingly similar. My idea is that medieval iconographic rings were sort of like a surrogate, if you will, for a book of hours. You could wear your book of hours or scenes from your book of hours on your hand so that in touching, rubbing, and turning your ring, looking at the image, you would be reminded of the prayer that you probably knew by heart anyway from your medieval book of hours. Well, people often ask me what I collect among my inventory, as it were. I suppose thinking that I keep the very best things for myself and that I have treasures set aside in drawers and on my wall uh, that they will never have access to. But no, I don't collect medieval rings. Uh, however, I do wear one ring and I've worn it for almost 25, nearly 30 years. And guess what? It's an iconographic ring. This iconographic ring has an image of religious figures on it. It has Anne, the mother of the Virgin Mary, with Mary, and they are holding between them a book at the very ridge of the bezel. So Anne is teaching Mary to read, much as mothers probably taught their children to read from books of hours. On the inside of my iconographic ring, it is inscribed. It says in Gothic letters, kind of hard to read, Null CBN, or no one's so good as you, or you're the best. Well, in my mind, this ring was given by a mother to her child, and part of the present was the sentiment you're the best. It's especially appropriate for me because, of course, it has a manuscript depicted on it. I often say, well, this is really my, my wedding ring because I'm married to medieval manuscripts. So here is an iconographic ring that is in my collection, my only ring in my collection. I wear it every day. I even swim with it, though please don't swim with your rings. It's not really good for them. So thank you for listening to this little introduction on iconographic rings. We occasionally have them available on our site, laisonlumineer.com. 
I think it's even a category you can search for on our site. But they come up less and less. So be on the lookout for a good, wonderfully engraved iconographic ring for your very own. I hope you've enjoyed this brief glimpse into iconographic rings. Stay tuned for the next episode of our podcast where we will discuss wearable reliquaries. And to find out more about jewelry history, iconographic rings, posy rings, and any of the topics covered in today's episode, you can go to our website or find us on social media at Les Enlumineurs. And you can also order one of our many catalogs, which touch on many of the subjects covered today. As always, we welcome any of your comments or questions. Have a great week, everyone, and thanks for listening.